Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rao, also a midwife with the same home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant with you guys at our amazingly spectacular out of spectacular, hospital spectacular. practice that is always growing. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> growing. I'm growing. I just know how long my leg no, hair was. I'm just so curious to hear one, if you're mumbled, I really need to shave, made it into the intro because you said it right as she turned the machine on. <laughs> and two, I can hear your dry ass skin scratching from across the table. And so I'm wondering if your uh, mic picked it listen, up. Listen, we're talking about burnout today and I haven't had any time this week for any self-care. So I just lifted my pant leg and saw that my hair looks like freaking what's his name whose hair flows in the wind that got hit my in the face with a bird. Oh, Fabio. Fabio, that guy. Fabio. But then also it's funny because we were just talking about Brazilians earlier. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, I was kind of thinking about if you scratching your dead skin cell sounded like the cheese grater at uh, Olive yes. Garden. <laughs> no, today I was on my way here and I pat, there's this tiny little beauty salon that does like weird beauty treatments like lasers and Brazilians or whatever. So I'm driving past it and I see on the door in big letters like Brazilian blowout. <laughs> and, and all I thought, three of our minds go to completely And I thought to myself... Places. What is that? What the hell is a Brazilian blowout? Do they blow out your pubes before they wax them <laughs> off? It increases the chances of them getting ripped out. But we is kept it? trying to say like, no, it's it's a Brazilian. There's a Brazilian wax and there's a Brazilian blowout. And, she and no matter how many times we said it's your hair, you're, they're doing your hair. She's like, your pubes? We're like, no, on your head. The hair on your head. That doesn't make any sense. But no. I was like, but a Brazilian is to your pubes and then we try to explain that brazil is a place that has a number of different like how, like skincare regimens that they have and, hair and all i could think of was sex have. i was like you get a brazilian then you get a blowout my initial and thought then, when you said it was of like a sexy brazilian guy just blowing out his pants <laughs> what a brazilian blowout come on when you i said, didn't go there at when all you, when you like not like okay not like coming but like literally shitting yourself <laughs> no i know you said something about pooping and i was like your brain went completely different what do you think of someone blowing out like don't you think about them shitting their pants i don't know i think a no. lot of things of all of my friends i thought the two of you would be on the poop blow page out. with yeah. me I, it might no. cross my mind my brain went sexual i mean <laughs> literally last night i laid on the couch and watched an old episode of outlander because mm. i was like i need to see some good male funny female is, action is when you told me that you watched one of their sex scenes i knew exactly which one you were which watching episode I was yeah. gonna pick. actually no i thought you were gonna say the boat one because that's your one of your like go-tos i feel like yes but, but support I'm, your choice in the return episode so it's interesting about me i'm a little bit jaded on love right now but i also have come to the conclusion that i'm still like a hopeless romantic at heart i thought you were saying you were gay i was like this isn't our transition episode why are you giving all this out now <laughs> totally sounded like I'm you said save it for the big one we love definitely you. We love not you gay every possible um, way but that's definitely not, not gay expecting. but yeah so <laughs> i don't love you in a gay way yeah <laughs> I love you in a very straight way. Every way but a gay way. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just, 
I don't know. There's something about all the emotions in that scene. It just get so basically I watched the one where um, Claire comes back to the past after 20 years of being away. You tried to explain to Kim Jamie. the importance of this scene and yeah, it was not I got translating. Bored. And all the emotion. <laughs> I think it also helped me a lot because it was like Claire was so worried about looking old and he was just like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, that's so nice. You're I'm so old. hot. Are you kidding me? I can't even <laughs> handle you that, right now. Guess what happened to me yesterday? What? This is the second time in a month one of our clients was talking, blah, 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 and asked me, I don't know how it came out, but I was like, listen, I am 43 years old. And she goes, and I started talking. She goes, what? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, my God, I, 32 at tops. And I was like, that happens ah, literally oh every God. time you tell people how old you are. Listen, no, it, it does no, not. It does. It doesn't. It I doesn't. have yet to witness a time where someone is not shocked by you your age. How many times I've said blah, 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 26 year old. And they'll just because they're all so yeah. young. But yeah, yeah no. it does happen to me a lot. I get taken for 25. I don't do lot. it on purpose. But if someone asks how old I am or asks how old my kids are, then they're like, wait, how old, how old are you? Yeah. 40 this. Wow. And yeah. Like, oh, my whole day is made. It's I like, enjoy watching people's reactions. It's like it the time I was sitting next to a guy at the brewery who um, I didn't even realize he wasn't 21. And <laughs> he started asking when me. When did you make that realization? <laughs> when it was too late or before it was too late? No, no, no. Technically, so, he's 21. There's no such thing as too late. It was. So, no. So. It wasn't anything like that. I was literally just having a conversation. And so he go, he asked me what I do. And I told him, he goes, how long have you been doing that? And I was like, uh, 16 years in his brain. I see his face. It's just like, calculating. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, how old are you? Old enough to be your mother. Now go away. And I was like, no. No, not that drastic. So I told him because the bartender behind the bar has heard this conversation probably a gajillion times. So they probably take bets on how old people think she's you are. just laughing. And um, yeah. And so, yeah, he goes, I took you for 25 tops. And I was like, tell me more. Oh, that's so nice of you. And then the bartender goes, are you over there flirting? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Back off. I'm getting all the compliments. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to work. I'm not going to go for someone who can't legally drink. <laughs> I, I have standards. Young, but I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of standards, I don't know if that is a good transition. But um, yeah, well, considering we don't have many, I would say it's not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, today we are talking, so going and having a beer at the brewery is one of my ways of, um, dealing with life and birth work, um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. So today we are talking about birth workers and the fact that it's really easy to burn out and Mm -hmm. we all need ways to get through that. Yeah. I always say that burnout, burnout, brain, wait. Passion breeds burnout. And yeah. Birth work is work that has passion. to be a passion. I don't know why that was so hard for me to get out just then because I've seen it, said it. We're going to have to start <laughs> this whole thing over. <laughs> no, man, we are going to keep on keeping For the record, I'm not wrong. drinking. I'm drinking a vitamin C water. <laughs> but my brain, I have had one shitty ass week. It's because you're burnt out. I'm burnt out this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just burnt out this week. And actually, I'm going to whine about that because that's what this entire podcast is about. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're so happy all the time. We don't actually whine. But I just had a shitty week work. I did not enjoy my time at work. I enjoyed the births that I had, but it was just it was just a rough week at work. Yeah. And it makes it hard to go to work when you're having a rough time at work. And so 
I just needed to turn my phone off for a minute. Like I just felt like I need a break. I need to step away from everything. But I have this mom that I love more than life. It's not like more than my time off. Yeah. How many babies have you had with her so far? This will be our fourth together. Oh my God. Now I get it. Yeah. It's super special. And because you keep saying I can't do blah, 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 unless blah, blah, blah has had her baby. And I'm like, and, why? and so I didn't understand why? it. I'm like, why can't someone else do it? Why can't? So right. now you say I that been taking my time off. Because I, it's I, I told that to Meredith yesterday. I was like, I get it, but I don't like it. Okay, well, it's been <laughs> it's not just me, but Katie and I have been with her. Yeah. And so Katie is also doing like call for her. So it's super important to me to be there. And I I'm not complaining that I have to be. I want to like be you're there. making that choice. Yes. Yeah. I told her when she signed on that I might actually be out of town on her due date. And that's when we were thrown around the idea of going to Key West again in December. That's not happening right now. But oh, so, we I talked know. about that. <laughs> I feel like we talk about that a lot. And I then we're not just thinking just about happen. that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I was just thinking about that as I was sitting here staring off into space. But so so it's just I was so frustrated because I don't want to turn my phone off to her. um, But I need like really need it right now. Yeah. So I just had, you know, you know, you have those little mini meltdowns or you're screaming and then you're crying. And I'm like, I mean, most people do that, but that's not your normal. So it speaks to me how burnt out you really are. Yeah. And it also makes me, though, it also makes me really grateful that um, I haven't been working this hard. Like I don't usually yeah, work. Yeah, I was gonna much. say though this last week, like I do feel like you work a lot anyways, but I couldn't get over how many times we'd be texting and you were out of birth when you were off call. <laughs> well, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it happens sometimes, <laughs> and that's fine. Like it's not. I'm not complaining about it per se. It's just it's just I, a lot. By the end of the week, I just needed a minute, and I couldn't take it. And well, I just think it's so interesting when we talk about that because if we get back to talking about how passion breeds burnout and that's the thing is that we are so passionate about our job, but you can only stay passionate for so long. And Mm -hmm. so I know that I go through this thing and I like, I'm on a off call month right now. Yeah. And you've been saying like, I need it. I need it. I need it. Yeah. And I really needed it because, and, and it's so interesting because I, by the end of, um, November when I had done all those births in a row I was like when people would text me I would be like oh god I just don't want to I just don't want to like I I don't want to wake up I don't want to have to worry that if I pick up and sip this beer that I'm gonna get called but then it was like also I would go then it happened four times and then I would go to those births and at the end of the births I'm leaving and I'm like this is oh that was so great I loved that so much yeah so it's that weird and when up you're and in down. It, it's you that, like don't think about not wanting to be there at all. No, you know what I mean. You're just in it, no, and you're like, yeah, it's there's, crazy how you can just turn it off. There's when you're actually those in it. moments when you're lying in bed and you don't know if you have to go or not. When you're like, mm, especially when it's very like one a.m. <laughs> noise, and then it's like you get there. And you do what you mm-hmm. got to do. And, and you see all the beautiful parts of it. And you see all the beautiful parts of it. And that's the thing is that people, like, I get asked probably 20 times a week, like, what do you do? And I tell them. And they're like, God, that must be so amazing. And it is. it is. And it is so amazing. Speaking of that, I kid you not, it, it, people don't say that to me all the time because I 
like they come and they see me as a provider. So we're not really talking about what I do. This is people you know that are I mean? outside of that right. scope. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking to having a beer at the brewery. Right. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, at, but at the birth the other day, it was, it was an amazing birth. The mom was just killing it and it was really hard. It was a really hard birth. So the pushing phase was a lot harder than it should have been for her for several reasons. And in the end, beautiful birth, beautiful baby, beautiful mom. Everyone's great. But and her, we get that high from that too. I was going to say, people ask me why we do it. You know, like, oh, I get a birth I high, I close honestly. my eyes and suck up the beta waves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the birth. But as we're doing the newborn exam, her partner goes, I just can't imagine doing something this dramatic every single day yeah don't you just get burnt they're out? all so like, different though and i was like well i thank you first off for acknowledging that yeah. because a lot of people don't see it but also most births aren't this difficult it's just but yeah there are times where i have that five births in a row that are so hard and i'm so tiny i think that's why i'm so like this week because i just had a five-day trip with no kids so i acknowledge that one month ago i was gallivanting around i think that makes it harder sometimes though it does but But. it's also like an interesting phenomena because it is true like the majority of the people that we know that interact day to day and do their jobs they might see that high like once in their life like or you know at the most five times or something around there right and so none or not at all so it's it's a very special special thing and so it's us trying to turn this thing that for this family and even for us, we acknowledge it is this like super, super powerful. intense, powerful, special thing. And it always feels intense and powerful for us. But to us, we're integrating it into our everyday lives. And it's like how to keep the powerful, powerful without us completely like you know it's like firing losing the ability to do that it's like fire if it's too hot for too long you're just gonna get burnt up mm-hmm. you know Whoa. you can only have the flame you can only the have eat you those highs for so long i'm sure there's a lot of songs that have a lot of those yes lyrics. and then there's also those super low lows in it as well yeah when yeah. we have those clients where things just don't work or we're there forever and they have to transfer and we try it's coming to that part where we can separate ourselves enough where it's like we can know that we can separate ourselves and go home but it's also like we get a little bit emotionally attached to every single yeah, one of those or people or a lot yeah. <laughs> or a lot and we feel their highs and we feel their lows and it's trying to integrate that into our daily life because it's not a normal thing for that most people do yeah one of the moms i saw this week was just um it's so funny everything you say i'm like oh it's so weird i'd Someone said that this week, but she was telling me about her births, her previous births. And she said that the last one, the doctor, they called the doctor in um, because she was pushing. And the doctor, she goes, you know, I get it. You do it all the time. But the doctor just stood there, crossed his arms and then just stared at me like he hated me. Like, I hate that I'm here right now. Yeah. And just watched me like push my baby out. And I just felt so Like like... like what a way to ruin a moment. Yeah. Yes. And so we're trying not to be that person. Because for these people, this is their once or twice it's or three really times sacred. in a lifetime moment. It's keeping it sacred. Right. Which and keeping so it sacred within ourselves. And, and that, no can, doubt that can that breed burnout. Yeah. Once I get, like you said, once you get there, all of that disappears. Like mm-hmm. you just snap right. into like provider mode. Yeah. But. Well, I think it's just like 
for me like i don't feel like because i mean i'm not as busy as you so like i know that if i go to birth i'm probably gonna have like a little while before i have another one so i think for me it's not the birth that i'm having a hard time being present with it's the prenatal care which is really weird because for me it's that's my favorite part like i love births and like i do enjoy that high but for me like why we do what we do is the prenatal care because that's like where the actual like education empowerment is but i find like if i'm burnt out like i just feel more distant from like what i'm doing for people prenatally well it's also hard too because even though we're giving um individualized care prenatally like we have kind of a thing that we do every time and so it's that same thing again where it's like okay i'm going to this appointment i'm going to talk about x y and z and i have to do this four times today and that happens to me even as a dual and i take much less clients it's like all right i'm going to go to this first prenatal appointment i'm going to talk about blah 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 and and then I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to leave and I'm going to drive 20 minutes and I'm going to go do it again. And ultimately, I still get there. And I'm like, especially if I'm connecting really hard with the clients, it still fulfills me emotionally while I'm there. Yeah. But it's like on the way there. Right. It's like, okay. Yeah. I could stop right. there instead. I could stop there instead. <laughs> I yeah. could go there. I could lump everyone in this one day and then take this whole day to myself. On the yeah. days where I see like, if I see like eight or 10 moms, which I know for like my mom sees like 60 Yeah. Moms, I, yes. They it's don't very, talk though. I was going to say, like, it's like a 15 minute visit. It's very different. No, my mom, it is not. It is five minutes. It is five. You, she literally walks in, listens to the baby and leaves mm-hmm. but for me like we had this whole list of stuff to go over same with you know we all do right. this so <laughs> there are days where i'm like repeating i'll catch myself like but by like and the, the cdc fourth, recommends right, blah, 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 blah. by the fourth time i'm like <laughs> god you sound so monotonous like you're not even trying at this point like wake up a little bit but then it's the interesting thing is that you sound monotonous to yourself but this the person sitting there you don't sound monotonous to because this is their they're walking in there fresh this is their fresh experience and i know you do a good job of it because of how many people come to me and are like god i love kim and and i think that we do stroke is great today you should stroke. Well, I think we all do. And, go, and, but it's not even fake. Like, yeah, it's, there it's are legit. so many clients where I get there and it does like it feeds my soul to talk to them and yes. know them as people. Yeah, and it's yeah. something yeah. that I didn't even know that I needed. Yeah. yeah. But it's just where that passion fills the gaps. Right. Like, even if you feel yes. like burnout, that passion can yeah. fill the gaps. Just going to their house and it's like, all right, you got this. You're going to be there this long. And and then I get there. And I'm like, these are real people. And this is their real experience. And this is a real yeah, thing. Yeah, it's great. And then you get to know them as humans and I think it helps us grow every time. But then it comes to where is that line between the boundaries we need to set right. so we don't get to a point. Yeah. Because we've been doing this now for what, 16 years? Uh, 17. So, yeah. Me, 17. My first birth was 17 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I'm at 10. I'm not quite that we far started along 16 yet. years ago. Yeah. yeah. So and it's it's weird because you, well, you just mentioned boundaries. And for me, um, as Oscar points out to me, every second he can get, I've missed his birthday countless times. So now I do take his birthday off. No one else's. But he's the only one that likes to like really be like, oh, you missed my birthday again. Like, you don't even love me. Like, he's joking, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. But suddenly I... I've never taken birthdays off. I don't take my birthday off on purpose or Chuck's or whatever. We just celebrate when I'm off call. Yeah. Just like my birthday's coming up, but I had planned to celebrate it this past weekend. It didn't happen. But all of a sudden, I'm just like, I have that desire to hold sacred these days that I never gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so burnt out of always putting 
my passion for work above these little days that no yeah. one cared about before, but suddenly I'm feeling like I need to do that. So now yeah. I want to like look at the schedule and take off for Evie's birthday and I want to take off for this. And it's like, I never felt this way before, but over the years now, I think it's just piling up. I think. But then, and I think that's where some of the burnout comes from too, because then we feel guilty about it as oh, well. Yeah. Cause I've been really working on that in all parts of my life, like boundaries and not being too nice. But then it's also like, we do get emotionally attached to these clients and it's like you want to be there for them and you want to be there for their birth. So then it's like this push and pull between like, I feel guilty saying I need these two days off to do this and also knowing you need these two days off to do this. And so it's coming to that balance so that yeah, you don't hard. get to a point that you're so burnt out that you can't do it anymore. Yeah, It's crazy that like, taking a day or two off that's like a sacred day for you is such a small claim on your life right but yeah. like when you're when you have a job like this like that's what you can give yourself because like you want to be available to people well how many nuts. times have i gone out of town for two days two days yeah. out of how many days is a pregnancy how many days yeah. is a window you know you've it's got five a weeks. five week window yeah. and in those two days and i'm like okay kimberly you can do this just take the two days off just do it. Take two, take them, take them. And then I take them and then they have their baby. And yeah. then oh, we end up having like oh having to text God. with you to like help you work through that again like, on oh your God. trip. It's happening. I'm so sorry. You and, know? and that, that breeds burnout too, because that happens to me it's when straining. I went to Key West over my birthday. And it's like, it's my last day there. And even though I felt safe and healthy and, and because I had told my clients so far in advance, like, this is my birthday. I'm going to Key West. I'm doing this. When she texted me that last night there and was like, my water just broke. My soul Panic. is still just like, ah, like it's God. such a, it's such a hard balance. Yeah. yeah. You, I know it, does, it doesn't really feel like you ever really get off because there's consequences to any choice. She's <laughs> not getting off very <laughs> often. Never getting at all, off. Really. Never. Speak for yourselves, guys. I'm really good at taking no. off with myself. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of solo a lot of solo trips happening. A lot of solo trips. <laughs> Around uh, the world. Yes. Um no, but it's it, it's true and that in itself breeds burnout because we want to be there so bad and the busier your practice gets the harder and harder that gets yeah. because, and I see it happening with our practice because our, you know, I'm doing the, the, the air quotes, our small home birth practice is growing and it's like, there's going to come a point in time. And how many times have we had this argument where it's like the three of us feel this need to each other and then to our clients. And then it's like all, it's like friendship and yeah. our work. Well, and it's like, at some point in time, we're going to have to be able to say like, okay, I know we have this, this many, many clients, right. but we need to take this time. But it's it's really such a hard it is thing hard. to do because then at some point we feel like we're not we're letting down not just our clients, but then also each other as friends. Yeah. So it all of that together can breed so much burnout. And even with a small practice, like if you look at our calendar, the when you look at the fact that each woman has a five week window, yeah. like even with a small practice, they you might intersect. not be attending a ton of births, but you're usually on call. Yeah. For the vast majority of your month. Like, yes. And with and if you do get off, you don't know till last minute. And so yep. like how much like do you really you've already planned all your prenatals? You've already planned all your postpartums. Like, are you actually able yeah. to really take that time in any way to yourself? I feel guilty when I have to cancel consults and prenatals because, because I'm at a birth. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I feel so guilty for it. I had that client that for whatever reason, like I had to cancel her prenatal three times because 
I don't know what the universe was doing, but it was just like, <laughs> you're at a birth, you're at a birth, you're at yeah. a birth. And I felt guilty for that. And there was literally nothing I could do about it. It's one thing like for the center, there's, you know, there's Jen and I and Nikki is sometimes occasionally Kim will be on call. So it's like they have a better understanding that they're mm-hmm. going to get one of us. But for a small practice, like you can't just, hey, so I know I've done every visit. And I know your entire family, <laughs> but I'm going to be gone. Uh, so that's why we've been planning in advance. But yeah. it, that's hard for me to do. So like super I, hard for me. But to I do. texted. What was it last week? I was like, hey, there's this time in March that mm-hmm. I would like. Why was that so hard to do? I'm yeah. like, March is three and a half, four and months I could, away. And but I can hear my birthdays. You have to plan your life nine months in yes, advance. And I could insane. hear through your text how tentative you were yeah. about it. Sure. And it. It's gotten interesting for me, too, because before it was just my clients. And so if I had to, like, find backup or whatever for just my clients, I was only answering to myself and my clients. Right. And now we're in a practice together. So now it's like I have my clients that I have to find backup for. And then it's also, like, worrying about. And so then you add in that friendship thing. And it's like. Yeah. Thank God there's three of us, though. <laughs> like, yeah, can you imagine if you'll have a backup two of person, us? hopefully. Oh yeah, that, that collaboration be is going to be it's going to be golden. So many transitions. I can't wait to talk about our. Transition we're going to have a episode. big transition episode really soon, where we talk about all the transitions we're going through and the ways that we're dealing with them. So, I think that the interesting thing is, is that I think we have talked about it before on the podcast. It's that most birth workers, especially birth workers who are working like us and not like a hospital setting where it's oh, yeah, like, like on off call time. Yeah, that benefits <laughs> that what is it most of them burn out pay <laughs> most of them burn out at like what eight years um home birth i think is eight years yeah in and then hospital, i have no idea and then you add in i heard seven years i was gonna say i, I thought it was seven, seven. i've heard eight there's so. the you guys had doubled itch. it yeah and then you add in um like the divorce rates and stuff for people yeah. and we're gonna do a whole episode oh, yeah. about that about like family and that's actually in the course that i um that's coming out we'll talk about that later but there's a whole page that lists divorce rates yeah midwives do you remember what the percentage them? is it's absorbent um, isn't it i think it's like 30 percent. it's oh. somewhere around 30 it's not as high as the average well right well, no, that's higher than the average divorce rate, actually, I think. I thought the average thought divorce was like rate 50, was like 50. 50. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's like 51 and 49. Like okay. it's most like 51% of marriages end in divorce. Yeah. But Maybe I mean, if you so break bad. it down per, if you break it down per career, though, it might right. be a higher number. And that was number. hard to do because they had like nursing and yeah. they had like um, dot OB, like, but they didn't have like had midwives, but yeah. not out of hospital. Um but in the course, it lists percentages. And then I go in to talk about how sometimes, and this is really interesting, that when you start to do a job like this, and even if you've had a marriage for 10 years, like yeah. I did, like you start to realize what your partner is like. Mm-hmm. And that while communication can save a marriage, if you're married to a narcissist, now is the time you're going to figure it out. <laughs> and that is not fixable. Just Sorry, that's not Spoiler funny. alert. <laughs> If you find out you're it married was a little to a narcissist, fu- it was that, a little funny to me. That's not that's not fixable. So yeah. yeah, it's just it's all really interesting to me. But yeah, because then you're we're so busy and then Chuck, you know, Chuck does really well with it, but he'll be like, Hey, do you think we could like go out on a date or something? And I'm like, Yeah, but I'm on call. Like <laughs> And also Always. Jess might show up because all the places that you go also, on dates are the places she Remember when we went through that phase where he was like, did you tell Jess? 
Did you yeah. tell Jess? Did you tell Jess? I'm like, I tell her everything. I can't help it. Also, whenever like we get in a fight, I'm like, I have to walk away. He's like, are you about to call Kim and Jess? Yes, I am. And you're lucky I fucking have them. So then the you're lucky time, you have them. He'd be like, could you not tell Jess? He got, it's not that he, he know he loves you, but yes. it got to the point where you were with us all the time. And he'd be like, could you not tell Jess? And I'm like, okay. And then the one time then he was like, could you not tell Jess? And then you, you showed up where we were. And he goes, oh my God. I was like, oh, I did not tell. The universe no, we just knew that I needed her. It's a small town. How many places do you expect people <laughs> also, to go? There's there are two places here. There's two places. <laughs> or then sometimes because we're so codependent, I feel really guilty that we're having a beer and I haven't told you because you're so close. So then I like, know. I love those text messages too. So oh, that like, those are my favorite. What are you guys doing? And I'm like, <laughs> no, nothing. Ooh, ooh, are then, you here? Here? And then to make it no. worse, Jess is like threatening to come. <laughs> that happened that happened like um two weeks ago i think where i was like oh my god i cannot believe that you went and had a beer and you didn't tell me because someone else who knows us from the from the place was like kim and chuck and here we're here and i was like what the actual fuck? i think i would probably feel even worse than you but i live 40 minutes away so i give myself permission to not give a fuck <laughs> If you lived closer, it would be If the I lived same closer, thing. I would literally just be like, are because, you, where are you? Where you because at? Because I doing? was literally having a beer. So the play, two places we hang out are literally across a small street. Right. Very so, small. Quick, run it's from the not car a highway. to the front door. So I was having a beer at the brewery, and I had met somebody there, and Kim was having a beer at the American Legion, and then someone texted me. Listen, like, that sounds so... It does. <laughs> Hey. Terrence, we hung out on the Terrence is on Facebook and he was like oh is there photo proof of us at the Legion listen <laughs> like, that place is amazing yeah, I don't maybe. even care I love hanging out with the American Legion I love the all people right? I love the prices I love that they support vets I love all of it they I have, do appreciate you can't smoke indoors they have anymore. free That's pool really nice. yeah like, we play pool we have so much fun there so do you know what I've started doing what is this confession corner yes <laughs> yes okay so I feel it out, feeling the vibe, feeling the vibe, and then we'll go. He's yeah. Like, Where do you want to go? Obviously, the Legion. Where else is there to go? Yes. I'm not, I don't sometimes want to pay $8 to And a, also, beer. Chuck will not drink the brewery's beer. No, he will so. not. His, um, his veins he are only filled likes with Bud Light. Bud Light, yeah. <laughs> so so we, I'm feeling it out, and then I'll see how he's like trying to get his mood, because you know, men are moody. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really sure yet. I'm not really sure. So then we'll get there, and I'll sit down. I'll look around, and I'll wait to see, like, who's he talking <laughs> to? Is he going to do the thing where he roams and chats? And then as soon as somebody walks in, like, Chad... Or John. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, Jess, where the Legion? Come have a beer. <laughs> but I have to wait until somebody that he knows, like, he knows. You should, like, definitely all. have, like, a code word with, yes. like, Chad and John and be like, we're here. Come yeah. quick. Quickly. Hey, hey, you guys want to have a beer? So like, wow, wait. Kim really wants to spend time with as us. As soon as yeah, every time the door opens, I'll look. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, luckily, he's making Chad more friends John, there. <laughs> I feel like this could be a problem. No, he knows it anyway. He doesn't listen to our podcast. But it is time for us to go to break. Oh, good note. When to we end come on. back, we will talk a little bit more about provider burnout and, and what we do. To also, that. I, I think we're going to share a birth story of the week. All right, let's go to break. Cue the music. Oh yeah. 
So the sponsor for today's podcast is once again our Patreon account. So what do you get for being one of our patrons? So today we recorded some behind the scenes footage of us recording our podcast. Probably will get more than you could ever want from us, honestly. <laughs> Sometimes we do weird, crazy dance videos. Sometimes we roll in the snow in our bathing suits, because why not? Yeah, so basically the point of this is, is that we would love to have you as a patron of our podcast. If you become a patron, there are three different levels of monetary support, and each level gives you different perks. Um, so yeah, check out our Patreon account. It's www.patreon.com slash wineaboutbirth, and we would love to have you on the Wine About Birth Patreon team. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome no. back <laughs> no. from that delightful no. break. I can't believe you just said that. It was so delightful. That was not delightful. So delightful. That was the opposite of delightful. I um, enjoyed it. It was like a little cruise. I kind of enjoyed it. A little sun, really? sun cruise. I kind of enjoyed it because your dog that we were out chasing is the same dog as my dog that I rehomed because he was <laughs> literally the worst dog on yeah. the entire planet. So you get planet. to think like, oh, this isn't my life by choice. I made the right exactly. choice. Yeah. I kind of compared it to how I'm getting divorced and it's like, oh, this kind of like when I divorced my dog. I don't want him to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Yeah. You got better luck with that one. Yeah. <laughs> we decided we were going to talk about some of the boundaries we've tried to put in place so that we don't get so burnt out that we cannot continue doing our job. So glad Kim's not drinking on this episode. I know. <laughs> right? Is it very obvious that I am? No. No. But okay. now it is. Okay. Well, since you've asked. Well, I'm not on call, so. So you can. I'm having lots of water. Um, well, a boundary that I've set and, and kept, like I'm not complaining about it, is I have my off-call time. And if I'm off-call, then I'm off-call. But it's just funny because I used to not be able to say no to people if they were like, could you please, please attend me? And I'd be like, okay. So now I usually leave a little opening, like I cannot promise, but I will do my best. Yeah. But this is the first time in forever that there's actually someone that I'm like, yeah, well, four I'm babies, down. that's a lot. Right, and so, and, and I had a fourth earlier in the year, and I really wanted to go, so it's not, so, but it's just like, oh my God, this is why I don't do this, because I am so excited to go, but also I'm like, I just need to go yeah. dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't been dancing in so long. I know, we were supposed to go last week, I and know. then it was I just know. like. Oh, and we're trying to go to Naked Spa. Yeah, I want to do Naked Spa. <laughs> so it's just, I set my boundaries, but this is just a lesson to me that, Remember, remember, this is why you have those boundaries and don't forget how you feel right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hold so, it, bottle also, it, I want it. to be there. So I, it's worth it to me. It's just. You have yeah. gotten better about telling people that you can't be specifically available well, for because them. I can't. And I've been trying to get better. So I'm starting my new collaboration in just a couple weeks. And um, I've gotten better about trying to tell people when they hire me because that was really hard for me to be like telling them that like, OK, you might have a backup if something comes up because I feel super responsible to being there if they liked me. So it's like having this one person who I know is a collaboration, who I know I trust with my clients, who they can meet. I'm really trying to get better about being like, okay, if I need a couple days off and she needs to take call, then I feel okay doing that so that I can have that little bit of mental break. Right. Um, what is so interesting because it's like, even when I have time off call nowadays, it's still hard for me to put my phone away because how many times I've had times. It's not a lot of times, but where it's like somebody goes into premature labor mm -hmm. and has their baby while we think we're completely off call. And so it's just like, 
it's just really hard for me oh, no, to I disconnect. Have no problem with it. None. Yeah. So, but when that's we a boundary Florida, that you I probably have come to in your own, own yes. time. Yeah. Yeah. There, we went out several times and I didn't even bring my phone. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh Chuck, take a picture. Chuck, take a, a picture. And he's like, oh my God, take your own picture. And I'm like, I don't I have, my have phone. <laughs> yeah. It is really hard. Like I'm not past it yet. Like I still feel really, I, I, I like the other day when I was sick, I was like, I should turn my phone off so I can sleep tonight. And I like couldn't do it, even though I'm very off call right now. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, I you'll totally, get there. <clears throat> you'll get there. And I think that having that. You have to get there. I Otherwise, think, yeah. you just quit. But yeah. I think that there has to be a certain point where in order for you to feel comfortable doing that, you know, there's someone else there to take it if you don't. Right. And so can we, <laughs> I would like to have. I don't know if I want to be part in, of that collaboration. Every <laughs> room of my life taking it when I don't feel like taking it. I don't think you'd like that as much as you think you'd like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I open, think she would. Open to discussion. I've been enjoying <laughs> it. I've been enjoying it in my life personally. <laughs> you like that? Do you? <laughs> Take it like a champion while it lasts. Um, yeah, so I yeah, that that is what is the I think that's the most important part is working with people that you know you can trust because if something happens and a client falls through the cracks, I think all of us still feel so guilty. I don't think people understand how guilty we feel if that happens. Yeah. yeah. Not that our guilt fixes anything no or that it's about us but it, we don't not care it's but a, it, it's still it's very invested but then it also lends to burnout because you can only feel so guilty for so long yeah. before you're just like screw it i don't care about I, anything like kind of like building off what you were saying it's not just about creating healthy boundaries it's like building relationships of trust that you can like utilize because i would say i'm still not great at boundaries i'm getting better but knowing i can mm -hmm. ask you guys for help and support when i need it for me is a huge difference and also realizing that we've also built a small community outside of our yeah, triangle yeah. that we know that there's someone who could be a backup as a birth assistant. There's someone who could be a backup as a midwife. Yeah. Um, we try not to use them if we don't have to, but just if knowing that we can utilize it and that there are people that are there for us, it like helps ease that yeah. mental guilt. Everything that we have said about birth working burnout can be applied to parenthood. Or no. like every everything you're saying, I'm like, God, I felt that way about my kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I felt that way about my kids. Like, I just need a break. But if Meredith doesn't take my kids, I can't have a break. <laughs> yes. But then it's like, but then you combine that. So if most people get burnt out from taking care of their kids that way, yeah. it's like, can you imagine feeling that way about taking care of your kids and then also adding feeling that way about taking care of your clients and then the add that way. layer of mom guilt on top of it too yes. are you guys reading my it's life doozy yes. of us. you're reading my biography out there yeah people are like god how can you have so much guilt in one person that's how Same. so this morning i because i'm i'm finally getting to the point where i'm like proofreading my book not grammatically mm -hmm. not spelling wise she saves that for us someone else has to do that <laughs> i can't is very bad at the grammar mm -hmm. and the spelling no it's horrible i'll send emails it's like I'm an like, adventure i'm like good job you and then people are like oh. she blames it on talk texting but it's actually yeah. just her i'm like no. did you realize that a period did not belong here <laughs> yeah she's like shut up do you I'm know like, what okay. a comma does <laughs> do you know how <laughs> colon <laughs> yeah. um, but this morning i was reading um the story where i walked into the center and i was so burnt out and it was after the birth that i was in the hospital and i was so upset and disappointed and you called me and i screamed at you yeah and then you were all like ah, i love you 
And I was like, I've got a tan nap. And I was just like, God, this is, it's so funny that we're doing burnout today. And that story was just, I was so burnt out at those yeah. births. And I was just like, God, that was an awful time of my life. Not the, in the experiences I was having, just my mental health was slowly whittling away. Declining. Mm-hmm. Declining. <laughs> big, big declining. So we have to like take care of our own mental health while taking care of other people's mental health. And that is a big thing to do. Yeah. It's really big hard. thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, yeah, there has to be balance for So for all you people out there, if you ever see us and our eyes are looking like a little bit too wide and a little bit, <laughs> a little glassy, we really, we really care about you and we want to be there. But sometimes you just need to run to the top of, of a mountain and scream at the top of your lungs and have yeah. no one need anything from you at yeah. all yes i did that once i needed to get away from everything so i was off call and so i went to the top of a mountain yeah got to the top of the mountain so i missed 12 calls and found oh. out i had missed the premature twin birth i've been <gasps> looking forward to for oh. the last six months so you see? yeah you literally can't you cannot yeah. win that was yeah. like when we went camping for a week which is the only time we've done that in five years oh my god and we that was both horrible. off call and then we like get into town and our phones are like which are like automatically makes our where our body like, yeah. anxiety is anxiety like, uh, anxiety, uh, anxiety. Like, anxiety. <laughs> and we found out that we missed our mutual client's birth because she had her baby at 35 weeks oh my god so that's another thing that i've done too and this sounds so stupid is i don't have my text notifications on Mm -hmm. like i'll if if i check my phone i can see them but the sound of my text phone calls don't bother me i don't know why phone calls don't bother me but i think it's just my trigger i have to change Ah. my ringtone every once Ah. in a while well i think i just used to text so often when i had my small practice and then as premiere was getting like bigger i was continuing to text and then it's just all, like I would get a thing and my whole I would be like like don't throw up so now I turn it off every once in a while though I turn it on if it's at night and someone's in labor yeah and still I'll wake up like oh I hate the sound like, I have <laughs> our notifications for our group text off but it's not because you guys may want to throw up whatever I hear it's just like it's a constant dinging in my life I feel yes. like I'm like on an <laughs> IV machine it's like ding 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 like, yeah. all the time and it can't I can't take it <laughs> no. but I do look at it every five seconds I, just I don't, don't know which is worse I just keep them all off and I feel really good about it. I have all of my notifications off except for um, my text messages and my WhatsApp messages because that's what Haley uses to text me. Oh, that's love. I don't get notifications <laughs> for anything no, else. No, me either. No. Nope. And I have to check it. <laughs> yeah. So. Terrence got this new phone and his new notification is like a farting noise. <laughs> And so he, I thought he just did it on his text messages, but I'm pretty sure he did it for like emails, notifications, and he hasn't turned shit off. So I'm laying in bed last night and he's <laughs> asleep and it's just like, <laughs> and I was like, for fuck's sake, I know no one's texting him. It's like midnight. Like what the hell? So we're going to have to have a chat because I honestly still don't know what's real and what's not. And I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> But it's also like really funny and it's also really annoying at the same time. <laughs> but less fake fart sounds. You're going to get nice. to the point where you have PTSD from farts. Yeah. Or like, farts, I'm not going to know like, what, what do you need from me. I'm not going to. I don't know. If, like, <laughs> should I like crack a window? Like, should I run for cover? I don't know anymore. Like, it's just like a no, constant you sh- barrage. You should not lift the covers. Is what you should do. <laughs> He will Dutch oven the shit out of you. (laughs) But there's all these things are things like unless you've experienced burnout and I guess specifically for birth workers, because you get burnout in any area of passion, like any at all. You can get burnout in your marriage. You can Mm -hmm. get burnout being a mom. You can get burnout as a midwife. Or people who are doing other like Philip. I think of social workers a lot. Philip. Oh, man. That's a hard word. That was a good one. (laughs) Philip. Work. 
Good it's job. like when you're really trying to help people who are going through hard really, times yeah. in their lives and you're really invested in it. And, and it's not work. You can just leave at yeah. your office. Yeah. But somebody always you don't, something. So like Chuck, and I know I've said this before, but there was a day where I said it was, I had been on call so much and I had a day off. And so I turned my phone off and I left it home and I was like, oh man, oh, this feels so good. And Chuck's like, but I don't understand. Like you'll go five days and your phone won't ring. What does it matter? Because you know, it's it could totally be but, and I'm like, it's because it could. And yeah. I know if you're not like, if you don't experience that firsthand, it just seems silly, but it is such a huge yeah. deal. No, it's totally. And we're about to do our birth story of the week, but like I've been off call now for like, eight days and so it's just <laughs> i love how eight days three hours and 27 minutes. yes yeah and in those eight days it's like i've gone to the brewery probably like three times and i've sat down to have a beer and i this wave washes over me it's like i can sit down and drink this beer knowing that the chances of someone calling me are slim to zero like if i just need to go home and go to sleep and have my ringer off you can do it. i can't do that where it's like it's it's just such a different headspace. Even if you're going to get that beer and trying to enjoy yourself, you always know when will it be? Yeah. When is it going to happen? Yeah. Jess like does do, do other things besides drink beers at the brewery. Mm. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, be honest. What if you're like on a, like, you know, I go through spurts of running. They're short spurts. Yeah. But, but, still. but then she does both. Goes off. <laughs> but I, I never say she to myself where drinks. it's like, what if I go on this run and someone calls me? Oh, so I, when I say like yeah. I'm going to the brewery and I sit down that's for a your beer, relaxed time. that's my relaxed yeah. time. And it's like, but then it's also like, can I have one beer? Or can I have three? Also, it's different too because it like alters your <laughs> state of mind. No, you can't drink five beers no, at no, the brewery. No. I Absolutely not. I will say I don't think I've ever had five beers at that. Brewery. No, God, I would really hope I've I had not. four. I'm pretty I've had sure four. Brian and Caroline threw back four or five yeah i've had four no and problem. it wasn't no. pretty i've never craft beer gone a lot, to the point of having five and i hope to god i never do that would yeah. be i don't want to i love you and i'll support you in however you need but i would love not to i'm not to gonna come that. pick you up in Mexico. i will not support myself <laughs> because that would make me feel really bad the next morning but uh, on that note it's time to go for our birth story of the week yeah, right. yeah, yeah i'm excited and, about this one and so i think that this birth story of the week is really um special because um I think both me and Meredith were feeling really burnt out mm -hmm. at the time that this mom was on call. But I know for me, especially this was a very special mom for me and I knew I wanted to be there and I was so looking forward to her birth and I've known her personally and my kids know her kids. Um, you were at where I'm at right now. Yeah. But I was still so burnt out. Like yeah. I had been to so many births. We'd also like, done a birth earlier that week, which I know two in a week is not a lot, but for our practice, that's more well, than what and we're I used had, to. I had been to, I think it was my third birth in a week and a half. And one of them had been like 48 hours long. Yeah. So I was just at the point where I was just like, and I knew it was my last birth before I got to go off call. So it's like, you that's see, always hard. you see that end goal in like the distance. Yeah. You know? see? So you're doing it again. You're doing the same Fingers, yeah. And also with this mom too, like the days before her labor were really intense too because um, she started having some like borderline complications. Like yeah. her blood pressure was going up and not enough to like transfer out of care, but enough to like need extra attention. So like, mm -hmm. like the three, and I think about this birth, I don't just think about that labor itself. I think of like all the days before and after, like that yeah. were so intense because of that. And like 
you were having to step up and go to her house and check on her a lot for me because you were so close and we were there like I stayed the night an extra night like the, before she even was in labor yeah. so it's just like a lot going on before it even started so this birth is also different because she, this is her sixth baby and she's never had her water break before labor and then you have someone who's had five babies and you know once their water breaks you it's don't on. you don't know like it could be one hour or it could be 48 oh, I just hours of you. i mean i feel like yeah it could go either way but that's what they expect to happen yes. that's like their sign yes that they're at the end and, and so, so it's really off-putting when it's the exact opposite and you expected it to be quick right <coughs> yeah. yeah you're kind of yeah. in your mind that oh, yeah i hope we make it like so i was 40 minutes away and i'm glad jess was two minutes, two, away. <laughs> two minutes away um so yeah so she, her water broke before labor even started and so then you're like super um once someone's water breaks you're super like on call you're like all oh, right at any point in time and it was any minute it was like 10 o'clock at night too so yeah. like it we should have gone to bed at like seven you know what i mean because yeah. at that point you're just texting them yeah every hour yep. through the night so like and, you're not really sleeping. and so the first night her water was broken was the night you spent with her because no. because her because her oh that's true was i'm doing sorry that thing. that's and right so you spent that night with her and then labor still hadn't started the See, next morning. <laughs> and um, and so that was... I do not recall. So that was the morning. So you spent the night with her. Oh, that's right. We went and got breakfast. And then we went and got breakfast. And yep. it was super magical. It was really magic. And so that whole next day, um, we were just waiting. On, and I kept saying, you know, like, it's probably going to kick in as mm -hmm. the as evening falls. Because yeah. that's what tends to happen. And you but, could tell, like, she was relieved her water broken because it meant something was changing. Like, she was ready to have yeah. her baby. But at the same time, at some point, it's no longer reassuring it's just like yeah. a lot of unknowns and a lot of questions but she, she did pretty much exactly what we had expected and so it wasn't exactly the timeline we were expecting but we knew we were, we were gonna have to go at some point in time and then so she called us so this was the night of the eclipse yeah which i honestly forgot about until i walked out of my house and saw it so i had not forgotten about it like i actually had set an alarm for myself because i had read that the peak was at 4 30 in the morning mm -hmm. and so i set an alarm for myself that i was gonna go outside at 4 30 in the morning and i was gonna look at this eclipse mm -hmm. and so she called us at like she i think i got there at like two so i think she called around midnight maybe yeah. and i asked you to go and see how things were going because i think I got they there weren't like super wanting people yeah i but think i got there around one and okay. things were still not super intense like she kind of called me and was like um told me that her husband likes having other people around but like i could probably just sit on the couch for a while mm -hmm. and just like do my own thing just so someone's there yeah and he does such a phenomenal job supporting such her such a good job that like yeah. it's more just like having somebody there instead of having to be super hands-on yeah and so i feel like this night thinking about how we were so burnt out even just getting called because i'm laying in bed i get the call i kind of in my brain was like i hope she calls more at like 4 a.m right that's like when you really hope that you get at least two yeah because i've gotten sleep. some sleep and but it was right around midnight and i had had a hard time falling asleep that night and i was like in my brain in my burnt out brain i was like i don't want to go right now and she was like yeah if you could just come and i was like okay um but I wanted to be there for her so bad. Like, I don't want people yeah. to think I didn't want to be there. It's just this, like, push and pull of, yeah. like, your your body and your brain wanting to sleep, but also wanting to be there for this person. And it's also hard, too, when they're not like, it's on, we're going, you know, if you're like, yeah. oh, we don't know, like, maybe, yep. then it's like, oh, gosh, like, what if we're there for another whole day, which is fine. Yeah. But it is just, like, you don't really exactly know what you're walking into. And so I go there, and as soon as I get there, I'm like, 
in it, you know? As soon as you wake up like we were talking and you about get earlier. there and you get yeah. in your car and the car warms up. I was going to say, even when you're driving there, you shift yep. super hard shift into gears. Gear. It's yeah. like that. It's like that 20 minutes from the time that you force yourself to stand up out of bed yeah. and like brush your teeth. You just got to get, get out the in door. the car. And then even getting in the car when it's this time of year, like the time between when you start your car up and start driving. Especially until when the, it's so cold. And then the heat comes on. Yeah. Once the heat comes on, I'm like, all right, I'm good. And so I get to her house and it was so magical because I was actually looking for the eclipse as I was driving, but I could not see it. Yeah, it was really cloudy in Strasbourg. And so we get there and her house has always been so magical. They already have the wood stove going. So there's just like this warmth in the house of like the wood stove and the fire and the light. And I'm like, all right. I'm here. I'm looking out the windows for there's the a bear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have a stuffed bear. I'm like sitting in the living room. That's the stuffed bear that gave me that primal response. My whole body went. Ugh. Yeah, I knew it, it was funny real, when you like drive up to their house. You can see it through the window. <laughs> it's just like oh, there's a bear in there's the a house. Bear in Tire there. stuffed bear. <laughs> and so I'm already feeling the bad. I'm sitting on the couch listening to her, and I'm like, you know what? Her labor sounds like it's actually really like coming along yeah and so it took me probably like 20 minutes for me to be tamara tamara's like what should i do what should i do and i was like eh, i'm still sitting on the couch but like and so then like probably 20 minutes after i got there i was like you know what you should just head here and so like probably 10 minutes after that they came out and they were like i think we're just gonna call meredith because we feel like and i was like i already told her she's on her way yeah and there's like a fun conversation chain going on because i had called you to go see the moon because mm-hmm. i realized you could see it in winchester but you couldn't see it in Strasbourg. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll drive and see how close to Strasbourg I can get before I can see it. Yeah. And then also Ben, oh shit, sorry. The dad had been yeah. texting me. Um, and I was like, he asked me if I could see it or like we started talking about the moon also. And I was like, oh my gosh, like go check it out. It's really cool right yeah. now. So it's just like this fun little, like they were telling you to call me. I was already texting them, but yep. like we were coming. It was just like a fun and, little and so exchange. Then, because I know that there are people that get super into that kind of stuff mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And so when you text and we're like, it looks so cool. Like she's in labor. We walk out the door. The stars were so yeah, it was so wild. bright, and we're starting to see the eclipse happen. And the moon was technically full, though. Like, I mean, yeah. the eclipse wasn't even at like thirty like, percent yet, like but slivering. the stars were still so clear, yeah. despite how bright it, it was. It was slivering, and like it was just like. And then Kim texts us because she got called to another birth, and she tells us the story about the the big old fox and the deer, and we're like what is happening in the universe right now? It was really cool. And so I just felt even those moments, I was totally awake then. And I was totally like, we're getting to experience this amazing night of like energy and the moon and the eclipse that most people are sleeping through and watching a mom bring her baby into the world. Um, And so, yeah, throughout the night, we because she labored she basically started active labor as the eclipse started mm-hmm. and she finished active labor and About had her baby as the an eclipse hour after ended. The, that's yeah total so neat and so the whole way through it every hour or so we would go or even less than that we'd go out and we'd stand out in the grass and look at the moon for a few minutes and see where it was mm-hmm. and it was just it was so powerful it was definitely different like i don't yeah. think we I think one, we don't always get such a powerful marker of time with yeah. birth, right? Our, um, and two, like we don't necessarily always have a mom who would like appreciate that. So like yes. it was really cool that we all were like on that same page. And I was telling just before we started and I got to share this with a mom like 
at when I came for her two day postpartum visit, like I always like seek out the moon before I go to a birth, just like as like a confirmation of just like safety and like. And I never hope. realized that about you. Yeah, and it's never like really formal. It's, it can be just if I'm driving or if it's like yeah. on my street when I walk out my door. But it's always something. And if it's not there because it's a new moon, or like if I like speak to the moon and like I don't necessarily feel an energetic pull back, like there's no pressure to it. Like it's just yeah. like an openness to whatever I can receive in that moment. And oh my god, I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like such birth, a ground all the time. It's such like a grounding force um, for a lot of people. But it's like energy exchange with the universe. Yeah, really. yeah, and putting That's out how intention. I feel like it is, yeah, and especially for birth. Like you acknowledge you're in a transition space and that you are like supporting a like life and death like transform like transformative space so like I don't know there's just like a certain like safety that I get from it and so anyways like I like stood outside her house when I got there and just like took a moment to take a couple breaths because you do just need to like ground yourself before you walk into a birth space because you have to leave everything out there right like you can't bring it in with you and so as I'm like doing that like I never go into it with intention because you don't always get anything back but like I felt waves of energy coming from her that evening and it was just like really from her the moon the moon yeah and it was like very powerful and it's not always like that and I was and especially like with her blood pressure having going up and like things not going exactly how we had planned like it was just like okay like it's all good like everything's gonna be fine and I think a huge part of it was is that I knew like you and the mom and the dad were like really feeling it too like there was just like a very like cohesive awareness of and I hadn't even walked in yet but I like knew that they would be people who would enjoy that too so and she was was just how when I think about how much burnout I've been feeling recently that moment reminded me how of like why we do what we do and how important it is and she was laboring so powerfully yeah like and and he was too Mm -hmm. and they were in an interesting space where they had had a loss but it was just like it it just felt like everything there's a lot on this birth yeah there's just like everything in the moment was just like it's just super powerful and the way they were using the birth that was happening to process things that might have happened in the past and like being there to witness that and how strong they were being um, and like how much like doubt and fear there was in that space and yet how yes. it all felt like very safe and grounded like yeah it was yeah like there was a lot that was carried into it but it never made it it almost made it even more sacred because yes. like you realized the heaviness that was there and it didn't and working through limit doubt and fear. them at all yeah and so she her birth was not long like mm-hmm. we were only there for a few hours yeah. before she had her baby i didn't like go textbook though like there was definitely mm-hmm. like a couple like with her water breaking and then there was like an interesting thing about her pushing that was like a little bit mm-hmm. different that like didn't make it super straightforward um but it was never like it always felt like it was fine yeah but it was a very interesting birth for me too because I'm always there as support for the mom but this birth I was the doula and the birth assistant and so that was an interesting thing to do but um the dad really wanted to catch this baby oh yeah and she wanted to be squatting on the edge of the bed and so usually in those positions the dad is like sitting on the bed and the mom squatting between his knees but he wanted to catch well we also usually like offer for the dad to change positions but at that point they're so far into it that there's like nobody fucking move like this is working (laughs) like everyone stay where you are nobody move and i think i actually offered you 
up for that role yes. i don't i so, so i know that was weird because you were assisting but it just felt like that was it felt right where everyone time. needed to be yeah and so yeah so i got kind of the role that the dad usually gets where i was sitting on the bed and she was like squatting between my knees and that's ultimately where she had her babies um and and it was it's it was like very red burnt or burnt birth through your thighs yeah, yeah. that baby is partially yours now <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> but it was also so powerful because there was this weird transition in the peri where she was pushing, where I was like, is it coming? Is it not coming? And then like, they and we have also had like the really dark, quiet, gentle room. So yes. like it's one of those bursts that you're primarily making yes. decisions based on touch, not by what you can exactly. see. And then like moon is happening. But then there was also some of her kids wanted to be there for the birth and some didn't. And so at the very last minute, like when th- we were like sure things were happening, like Meredith's running upstairs because I can't because she's squatting. <laughs> between my legs so Meredith's running upstairs to invite the daughters that wanted to be there for the birth to come down for the birth and I don't know it was just I felt like it was just such a magical space and it was like there was some anxiety in the moments when the baby was coming and the baby's head was out and um then when everything came out and this baby cried so quickly and just like came around so fast and we definitely don't need that right like we don't as providers we don't need that from the babies but i know that it helped the parents feel really safe yeah and then so we got her back up into bed and she's snuggling her baby everything went and i think you can see the moon out though her window everything went great with her postpartum and just where her window is next to her bed by the time um we had them snuggled in bed the eclipse was over and the full moon was just sitting in their window yeah and you could just and see her like looking over out the window yeah. throughout her postpartum so i got a picture of her nursing her baby with the full moon big enough in the oh, window that you so can see awesome. it in the picture and kim was texting us like we just had a baby and so i just felt like it was just this very cohesive moment from the universe because we went into it um, in this place of being so burnt out and so ready for a break. Yeah. And it but w- it's actually what we needed. I feel like birth. it was a healing experience for us and it was a healing experience for them. And I think it was just really amazing. And the energy in the universe was just super crazy that night. Yeah. Everything, everything you guys are saying, it's like when people are like, Oh my God, your job must be so amazing. And we're like, not really, but everything you're saying, I'm like, Oh my God, that is so amazing. And it was, it was. but the funny thing is, like is that when they called, we still were just like, don't want to go yet. Don't want to go yeah. yet. And so that's where the push and pull comes. It's right. like mm-hmm. the, like where it becomes a normal thing and it's still such a holy thing all at once. Yeah. And it's like trying to incorporate that into your life and not get burnt out. Yeah. It really is just like you have to, when you get there it shifts but yeah getting out the door sometimes is not easy yeah (laughs) train and i used to joke about this when we were students together in florida we um we shared roles we switched roles so i would be the assistant and she would be the student and then the next birth i would be the student she would be the assistant but every single time we would call each other and one of us would be like, I'm, I'm not going, I'm quitting. I, this, <laughs> this midwifery lifestyle is not, not for, me. for me. And, then, and the other one would be like, no, you have to get up. We can't do this without each other. You have to get up. And then we'd get there and we'd be like, Oh, it's not so bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why we were so worried yeah. about this. Totally fine. <laughs> and then if it ends up being like a rougher one, then afterwards we might go back to feeling like we don't want to do it anymore. But generally speaking, but even the rougher <laughs> ones, speaking, even the rougher ones. True. And I'll say this before we close out, like you get stuck in those bursts where you're there for so long and I call the middle of it like the doldrums of it right. like you're just like in it and you have no idea but when it's gonna it end it makes you even more invested but, though because you're but, fucking in it but then you're kind <laughs> but then you're kind of like in those moments I'm always like 
why do I do this? Yeah. Why is this still happening? <laughs> I just want to go home. I just want to go have a roll of sushi. I just want a beer. And then it's like, <laughs> I just want to do anything, but what I'm doing right now, I don't, wanna, I don't want to sleep on this damn I chair. I don't want to be here at all. And then the baby comes out and you get through it and you support them and the baby comes out and they're so happy. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why. And then you're reset for it again, especially when they're like, oh, my God, if you hadn't been there, you helped so much. And it's just like, okay, that is why. So you have those middle stages where it's just like, God, this is so hard. But then there's the highs, too. I mean, it's like that. Like we said, any any career of passion including parenting is going to it's it all is like this yeah. you true know? sometimes you just lose sight of why you're doing something well also i feel like we're really lucky we have a job where we it takes it might take a while to get there but we get to see outcomes right yeah. like we have a finished product yes that we're a- aiming for whereas people who still have really like compassion driven or empathy driven jobs like don't necessarily have the reward that we get and yeah. so there's like i have a lot of admiration for people who do similarly demanding work but don't necessarily have like a birth high to look forward to or like yeah. an outcome oh my gosh. that's me- yeah. easily measured you know yeah, yeah. it'll be so easy to just be done but it's time for us to close out this episode and um we were planning on doing two today and that is probably not happening. not going to happen but no, we're gonna um, drive up and fill our waters at this are we gonna do that yeah I just want to say for all those moms out there, when you hear this, I want you to know that we are very invested in your birth and what happens. And that's why we keep doing this. Um, Even though we do get burnt out because we're humans sometimes. Yes. So be patient. Be patient. Be and give us some grace. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we will miss it. It's not yeah. because we don't want to be there. Yeah. It's because sometimes you just have to. You just can't. <laughs> but it is the humanity in all of us and the imperfection in all of us that makes everything more beautiful and wow, Jess is feeling it right Jess now is feeling it. and the only other thing we have to say is cheers, cheers.